Hey everyone, welcome back to Commander Crunch. Before we get started today, just a quick dropping in to let you know that this beautiful, amazing, delicious, crunchy podcast is brought to you by both puremtgo.com, where you can find articles on all different formats of magic, and of course, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, because if you're in Australia, New Zealand, or Malaysia, go there for all of your auction needs. Now, on to the damn podcast! Welcome to Commander Crunch episode 11. Uh, you're here for the nutritious serving of tasty commander treats on the regular. Uh, we're all about celebrating the culture, community, and creativity of primarily our favorite format of commander in Magic the Gathering, but everything else as well uh, because it's all great. Uh, plus the side serving of entertainment and pop culture discussions for ancillary influences. Now, I am, of course, Sam, and I'm joined by... The man who slices, he dices, he shakes, he bakes, the enigma, Cheshy Chesh. How you doing, man? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm good. I'm fantastic. <laughs> I'm not going to scream, oh, yeah, this time. I got it right the second time. Well, good, good. Um, as That's you probably it. have grown to know, uh, we love to profile some of the great folks in the magic community uh, and just, just hang out, have a good chat, uh, speak about magic and, and see what else is going on in life and, and how it all relates to magic and then how it relates back to life. All the tangential stuff, profiling, whatnot. We're, of course, joined by another awesome guest this week. We've got Brandon Crane, a.k.a. Booster Tutor, uh, content creator, limited enthusiast, known for unboxings uh, and, of course, the the greatness that is scouring listings uh, of Facebook, Craigslist, flea markets for hidden gems of forgotten magic card collections and showing them, buying them up and showing them all to us. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, how's it going? Oh, good show those random buys, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love them, love them to bits. Uh, and I'll admit that um, I said before, uh, I've been wanting to chat with you for ages, uh, and I'd never thought I'd get the chance. Actually, it's really cool. So, um, yeah, it's uh, uh, my partner Kate probably sees of all the magic channels I have on. There's a few that do the rounds, but she probably knows your face the best from uh, oh, all nice. the stuff Look we watch. <laughs> I was like, how calming is it just to watch Brandon like crack some uh, some some old, uh, you know, someone's old collection and, and see what's in there. It's just, yeah. Right, yeah. Something really soothing about it. I'll put it that way. It's great. <laughs> so, um, uh, and it's also, I mean, Chesh and I have had the conversation a few times about, we try and look through Australia for similar things. They're really hard to find. They really, really are. Yeah, so... We- I was hear like uh, that in like Europe, it's like really hard to find stuff there. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. that's it. Like we've we have exposure to the game, of course. Um, we've got a lot less numbers. Uh, yeah, we try and do what we can, but yeah, it's when you do find something, it's the greatest. And I think the best thing I ever got was a ten dollar pack and had some fetch, land, fetch lands and a whole bunch of mythics and stuff. So yeah, nice that kind of thing. But it's uh, we, we've kind of. We've talked about it a few times as as the whole. I imagine you you'll you'll know what to look for, especially for those. But it's the you almost want to find the ones where people don't know what they're selling. That's the whole key, yeah, I guess. Basically, yeah, yeah. It's good you don't want people who have a list of TCG player stuff up. And like, okay, well, you <laughs> yeah, know exactly. what you have. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, oh, there was the, the one the other day you posted on Twitter that was. It was just that shocking uh, kind of, uh, it was a bit too real in life. Where yeah. It's like someone was talking about a breakup. You're like, oh, this is, I don't yeah. know, I feel really weird. I was like, involved here. 
oh, this is this is too much. And then later on that day, I was like, eh, I'll contact her just in case. <laughs> and <laughs> no she's like, I'm already talking this. to somebody. I was like, ah, OK. <laughs> I saw someone comment. They're just like, ah, I wouldn't go around there. That sounds really dicey. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, uh, yeah, Brandon, tell us a little bit about um, – I mean, I was going to say the status quo and magic at the moment, but we'll start with kind of where you got started and, and you know, what you love best about magic, I guess, and, and, and how that relates into your channel and what you enjoy doing the best in, in magic. All right. So I got started in magic when I was 11 years old around revised. So I was, what, sixth grade, I think. And I think I just walked into a comic shop and it was like a comic shop I went a lot before. And he was like, hey, we have this new thing called magic. And I was like... Cool. Okay, sure. I'll buy a starter deck. And I just kind of got addicted to buying the cards then. So <laughs> maybe that says more about me than the actual game. But uh, yeah, I just I never really played when I was younger. I just collected the cards and like kind of traded away, like traded stuff, but never really learned the rules. Mm. And then later on, my friends, like unbeknownst to me, were into magic. And I was like, oh, I know this game. And they like taught me the rules and everything. And then I just around Zendikar the very first one, that's when I got into drafting and stuff. And then it's just been downhill ever since, if you <laughs> want to put it that way. I was going to say, it must have been pretty weird when it's like, oh, I know this game. And uh, I've actually got all these cards. I've just never played yeah, them. Yeah, right. But, uh, you would have had some, I'm mean, sure that you had some hidden gems in that collection that people would have blown their minds at. Right, like stuff like I didn't even know. I was like, oh, this is worth something? Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. So good. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, that, that's a pathway to limit, of course. Um, we do tend to talk, of course, it says it on the box, Commander around here. And I know you play a little bit. You've played with Chesh. Um, yep. But you limited your jam as well. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, how, how you found the limited sets uh, kind of lately and anything that, that you've really got into and also maybe even like favorite limited set of all time even all right let's see uh i think the best newest one we've had so far was probably throne of Eldraine was a lot of fun but it also it was, was super cool. swingy in the rares yeah like the troll king or whatever like would just come down you're like okay or oko like okay i guess i'm done with this game <laughs> uh Kent was kind well. of boring yeah i know mm. you think you're doing well you got this board and all of a sudden a, a rare mythic comes down you're like okay game's over but it was still like a lot of fun with the adventure mechanic and all that. Mm. And then um, what do we have? Amonkhet, that wasn't too great. Neither was Ixalan. They were just kind of slow. Mm. And I think Dominaria was really actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah. looking to go back to that actually. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that that's a point I love to touch on too. It's I mean, I've learned more than anything this year how much my my weekly draft meant to me as far as yeah play mostly right. commander but limited feeds into commander in a way like I'll, i'm guilty of doing the uh, i've even seen in one of your videos it's like well we know we're gonna throw away a first couple of picks and we can still actually salvage a, and, and and play a good draft and i find that quite elegant if you can pull that off you go yeah ah, i'm gonna rare draft that one who are we kidding you know we, we have to uh and and some people get really upset about it because they really want to maximize how well they're doing the draft and i'm like i don't mind i think if i'm if i'm maximizing both sides that i want a, a good draft deck and also like collect the cards i want for commander i'm having yeah. a happy time but yeah it's 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 the the people aspect and i've seen you talk a little bit about arena is great and i've got that out of my system in a weird way because i only just got to play it recently when it came to mac and there was a few weeks where it was just hammer and tongs just so much arena and i kind of really step back now i only play it once a week and oh, okay. and it's just it's good but it's not i just not don't get the people 
Yeah, you don't yeah. get the people. It, it's light and, you, you know, it's it's fun, but it's not the – you don't get the people aspect. So uh, I want to ask you about what your, your local culture is like as far as um, uh, like your LGS and, and like do you have a, a draft crew you kind of get together with and, and, and that kind of thing that, that kept pulling back. And, of course, we kind of really miss out on this year. Basically, I have a shop, uh, the Arcane Lab, which I love. It's like this tiny shop, but the people there are just the nicest people and they're just fun to be around. And that's – it's like – 30 40 minutes away but i'll drive all the way there even though i have a shop that's like closer just because the people and draft is basically if it can happen like sometimes like a new set can come out and just like no one wants to draft it but sometimes you'll have two or three drafts you're just like what's going on like it's so weird but (laughs) uh yeah just drafting arena the drafting part hey that's fine that's fun you get to go through all these cards but once you start playing it's just kind of like autopilot you're like okay and you can't you have no interactions you're not like yeah there's no hey, like look at that cool card stuff. you got that play, you played <laughs> against me and it's like oh man i missed that so much just seeing people yeah yeah the decks they make and how happy they are or how bummed they are exactly and that's that's usually what happens or like just the store i realize now again it's it was I was just you know it, it was holding my week together in a weird way, but it's, right? it's, it's it's drafting your games and there's laughter as well. Like we, yeah. I get to know those people so well, and and thankfully I've, I've uh, these times have actually taught me to just tell that to people as well. That's a that's an important thing. Like you may think something, but you never express it. Like just tell tell people that they they mean a bit to you. And and I've I've said that it's like you guys, yeah, you are my support group more or less. Like we we just jam out every Wednesday night, so good, but. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, times improve, but we've just got to be patient, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, uh, the last time I, I mean, played, the last time I played Paper Magic was with Chesh, and that was like a month ago or something. Yeah, oh, we've got to fire yeah. that up. We'll yeah. uh, we'll definitely yeah. have to About do some more if you can. So uh, yeah, I mean that convenience slots in anyway. So Commander, you've played a little bit over the years, I imagine. So oh, yeah, uh, yeah. how how much does that kind of um, I don't know what what aspects of commander do you enjoy and uh, and kind of what uh, what decks do you like to play? Do you have any pet decks? I'm super casual with commander because I just like yeah, it's a way being exactly. I like being janky with it. Basically, yeah. I mean the jankiness is the fun part to me. The interaction with people. I don't like how long the games can go. Sometimes it gets <laughs> like I'm an aggro player, so if a game goes. Over an hour, I'm just like, let's get this over with and play a new game or something. And But yeah. I just love doing janky stuff. And uh, mainly, I like to stick with tribal just because it's easy to do mm. and it's always fun. Like, elemental tribal deck. I have a tree folk tribal deck. I have an elf tribal deck. It's like, you know, that's, the, that's probably the entry for most uh, commander players is just go tribal. And I've kind of stuck mm. there. <laughs> I kind of like how like the pieces like, slot together as well. Often. Yeah, right. Like, and you, you're building the deck, and you're, you're kind of. I always see it as you're, you're building a puzzle, and and just there's some things that that just feels right. That does that doesn't feel yeah. right. And uh, there's even things. I mean, people can max it. I always say that this the the fetch lands like you're running off color fetches. If that doesn't fit in your color identity, you can technically play them. It's fine. But I see yeah. that as like ah, that that doesn't fit in the puzzle. Like it's it's really strange. <laughs> or like this is a different creature type. So I, yeah, I get really funny with that. But it's it's it just goes to show commander is different things to different people. And it is it's like we we love to promote it self expression especially. And and that's that's it. We can we can get that whole thing out of the game that 
it's kind of a, a two-hour-long version of, of that interaction we talk about on my Wednesday night drafts. We're laughing. We're having a good time. You can take it as seriously or competitively as you want, but I, I, I personally feel that's not the full point with Commander all the time, or not for me anyway. And, you know, che- I think Chesh has played a lot more CEDH than I have, and um, that's fine and it's great. But, uh, you know, as, as long as you kind of treat it as what it is for you. But, uh, yeah, that's it's, it's also... Commander Legends is coming out soon. Uh, it seemed really funny last week with all the Zendikar nonsense and craziness going on, which which does look like a lot of fun. Uh, but everyone forgot about Commander Legends coming out very soon. Right. That's one. Yeah. I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, That's no. more I know. Giving my etched foils. I hate foils, but those etched foils. I mean, yeah. way to steal off Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, they look really good. I think they're in a stage now they have to just start stealing off IPs anyway. And we've, you know, we talked about what's next for, uh, what do you call it? I guess art cards or uh or collected Signed, card type things exactly like is, is there artist signings art coming in that'd be oh cool. yeah so, right yeah. that was i was like interesting way to do that <laughs> yeah and no, i mean it's who the fuck is gonna buy those like there's not gonna be a secondary market for those. well i just think there's modern horizons tokens for sure that i've got a stack of and they're cool but but i think those modern horizons tokens people were actually buying those those art cards yeah and they just want to complete you the know, set i guess i got a ton and of them yeah right? you got mine <laughs> i have so many of those. yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous, but like, uh, I don't know, make them short print, you know, make them, make people want them. Like it's, if it's to show off the art of the artist, which I'm assuming it is like, get the artist to sign a limited number of them and to just put them in box. You know what? (laughs) Box toppers. You know what? Box toppers. Well, I mean, sandwich between some playable cards or something. Short print box toppers, you know, like. You put in some that are like special holophile and signed by the actual artist, you know, uh, or, or even by the artist and the play design team, like as a big box topper. That way it's not affecting the game. It's a freebie in the top of the box and it's not some shitty art cut that we just don't care about. Like cool <laughs> initiative, but no one cares. Yeah. I mean, anyway, it's, like right. we said, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, Chesh, but it's a step, I guess. We'll see what happens, you know. Whether they it's go too oh. small of a step. Well, I know, I know, I know. But VIP hey, they're putting these steps in place years products. ago, I guess. We're just <laughs> anyway, seeing them come to come to fruition now. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, what what we're getting at too. Chesh and I have been doing a lot in the sports card realm and uh, like basketball oh, in, in particular, <laughs> and they're nuts. It's also that fans in this game really crack it when it's four hundred dollars a box Australian. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been should. to shops that have, like, the sports cards, and there's people there just standing there, like, buying boxes, oh. opening them right there, and be like, didn't get the card I want, let me buy another box. I'm just like, what? Yeah, let me buy and another it's box. thousands. You just, oh. Yeah, it's and, crazy. And, uh, the, I remember getting a little bit, I got out of basketball cards and those that kind of thing. I've been into it, like, casually for years and years and years, but never, never like, spending much money, but... The the reason when I I switched over to Magic, I was like, well, you can actually do something with these cards. You actually play yeah, them. True. This, this is really appealing. I, I love the collecting aspect, of course, but it's it's the playing. It's like, oh, they actually serve a purpose kind of thing. But I don't know. I say that as my memorability of uh, NBA players are sitting next to me, and it's that's fine. But, you know. <laughs> Whereas I haven't bought a box of new products since uh, M twenty one collector's box be- because of that factor. Because if I'm going to spend that much on a specialty whale box, yeah, I want to try and crack my value out of it instead of like leaving it to random chance. Mm. This is the thing. So I was watching on YouTube just last night, actually, because I was looking up all the illusion stuff for illusions basketball. And um, I was watching people crack, crack open 
it, it, it literally is a briefcase with a lock system and it's $2,000 <laughs> and it has like eight so cards. Good. I'm not kidding. It has like eight cards in it, right? It's like, um, in, I don't think it was encased. It was one of them. I can't quite remember. It might've been tied to like the National Treasures brand. Um, mm. But basically what it is, you get uh, a briefcase that is inside a cardboard holder wrapped in plastic. No joke, right? Okay. So you take the briefcase out of the cardboard you then open the briefcase using the combla- combination that comes with it. And there is two, two basically pods of, um, of sealed, uh, no, not sealed, of loose basketball cards with certificates. Now, think, think back to Magic attempting to do this at one point, which people might not remember. It didn't come in such an elaborate case. But this was International Collector's Edition, which is basically what it was, right? Because mm. International Collector's Edition had different backs, it had square corners, and it couldn't be played in tournaments. But it was their attempt at this kind of thing way before anyone else was doing it. Yeah. They just didn't know. They just thought that they were trying to do this cool, unique specialty set that now is really, really expensive. But I keep coming back to... If I'm going to spend $400 on a collector's edition box of magic, which I love playing magic, but as a commander player, I, I'm much usually much better for me to just go and buy the singles I want mm. because it's specific things than cracking boxes like I used to when I was doing, when I was grinding. That's getting older and sensible. <laughs> exactly. But no. But Not like, allowed of magic. If Sorry. you're grinding. Yeah. Yeah. If you're grinding standard, right? If, if the if the season is standard, you're probably still going to be buying a lot of boxes yeah, depending true. on who you are and what you want. I was trying to build three different decks at a time, so I was buying a lot of boxes to crack because trying to get the cards here in Melbourne in a timely fashion, there was nobody selling the single cards that I wanted from uh, any of the stores because they'd already sold out at way higher prices than I was willing to pay. Mm. Um, you couldn't order them from overseas because it would take like four to six weeks to actually arrive, which by that time, like two tournaments, four tournaments have already gone. You know, so I was just buying box upon box, crack the box, rip it all open, try and get what I want. If I'm going to buy a collector's edition booster box, it's $400. You got to put something in there that makes me want to buy a box to a set of boxes. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, then I'm going to look to other places to get that fix of rarity. Because basically it all comes down to wizards attempted to move on and escalate the product war by including uh uh you know those the, the lands the um expeditions mm. and then took it away and they took it away seemingly because people complained about the ones that came out in um Armenket. uh the invocations yeah the invocations yeah because no one could fucking read them uh, i don't know the card design, those these days in a weird way on. but yeah so the card design was really cool and the status, the face typing on the cards was terrible. Oh, yeah. Right? Had they have just done normal face type on those really cool backgrounds, no one would have had a problem. Everyone would have loved them. Absolutely loved them. Mm. They weren't even the best cards out there. Some of them were just like, why are you reprinting this uncommon card? Or this, like, or yeah, exactly. Amazingly expensive, hard to find, hard to crack card. But then they just backed off of it. And now it looks like they're creeping back in. But like a VIP edition booster 
which is a really shit name for a product. Yeah. Especially when it's sort of it makes the me feel very important. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, 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 opened, you saw how bad they were. Like, um, you if you hadn't have cracked that one particular <laughs> right, company, it was so Brandon, bad. Yeah. You would have just been devastated. Oh, like yeah. you would have spent all that money on garbage, and that's the point. I can mm. spend four hundred dollars on a box of garbage that is likely going to be garbage because the odds are there that it's going to be garbage, or I can spend four hundred dollars on basketball. And probably crack a base card that is worth anywhere between fifty and two hundred dollars yeah. for a base card. That is ridiculous. The odds of me getting that base card, pretty good. Pretty good. The odds of me recouping some of that money from that box, better than a box of magic. Yeah. And the weird thing and is anyway, this, is. this year of course has been we've talked about in the basketball channels, but it's it's just been strange as well. There's all these people with Sometimes time and money, um, and I think sometimes it is a bit tone deaf to go, well, you know, look, we've, we've all got money to spend on magic. I was like, no, it's not the case. But it's that's been the crazy thing. Even Australian football cards, like people are buying them like crazy too. It's I, I don't know. don't understand that. It's what, so yeah, no, Australian it's what, football. What you're saying is you – are you saying you want a product that has like a guaranteed uh, like amount of high-value cards in it? No. Oh, okay. What I want is a product that has – guaranteed into that print run is short print cards, right? Mm, right. So EV is always going to happen. It's magic, you know? Even with basketball, EV is a thing, right? It's hard to determine with basketball because there's no card kingdom of basketball. Mm. But with magic, it's like if I can crack... If you're trying to sell me a VIP whale product, but those exact same cards can come out of a standard set booster... What, why Why am I buying the VIP product? Because you, you want alternate get art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you want to show up to your of, commander table and absolutely blow everyone's socks you can also off. crack out of normal boosters, though. Yeah. And that's the point. Like, um, think back to... Uh, let's go back to... Not Ikoria. Um, 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 Theros? Beyond Death, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So, Theros had the thing of the constellation, the constellation cards, right? Yeah, yeah they were right, yeah. Unfortunately, if you are really bad luck like I am, <laughs> you got maybe a single foil constellation rare and a single constellation mythic, mm. if you were lucky. Most of those constellations that came out of your box were probably uncommons. And that is a problem because that is the kind of thing where you go, well, why am I buying this product then? Mm. If you're spending that much on a box... There needs to be a perceived notion of what you're actually going to, you know, potentially get out of the box. But also, you have to put something in there for somebody to chase. If there's nothing to chase and I can get a lot of standard boosters, I shouldn't be buying a collector's box. Yeah, and I'll bet I that's the thing. Be People will. And and that's what's not really working with that argument at the moment. That it's it's just that as much as people are outcrying go, well, we kind of want better. And it's it seems a bit weird asking for these prices. People still buy them. And that's... It's just going to to kind of answer the question for them. Like, well, we'll keep doing it essentially. So, I mean, until everyone stops that, it's it's kind of tricky. But I think more discussions around it are good. I guess. Uh, well, the problem is they keep adding more and more layers to their different products. Yeah, and it gets more and more people. Like, what the list is a new thing they have for the set boosters, and that's it. 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like... The list. Yeah, the list. And I, yeah, I, I don't even know how the other slots fully work. You may get two rares, maybe, but um, yeah. I don't know, well, like, to be honest. You're I not think even guaranteed gonna... a list card in every pack. It's like every four packs you get a list card. And it exactly. could be an uncommon that's just dumb. Like, what? Yeah, and, and it's the weirdest uh, the weirdest kind of um, most non-coherent list of cards, too. Yeah. I, I don't know where it comes from. It's just fun. And I, I mean, I do like getting my janky commander stuff. Yeah, but that's it fine, be... but... Could be Ren and Six, could be something just absolute trash. And so. And that's what I don't understand. The variance right? is way more. If you're more. doing the list, why is the list not a spot in every booster? Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought right. it was. And I, re- I was told, yeah. oh, it's only in the set boosters. Like, what? Everyone the point did. Of that? Everyone did. And because then they read it up and they were like, oh, no, I'm yeah. wrong. Oh, well, as in, it's, do you mean it's not every. These are not one set boosters. These aren't draft boosters. Yes. But you mean so, like not the one in four? It's just like every, every set booster. It should be in every yeah. single booster. I mean, that's it. And, and that's the thing. Like, it should be a dedicated slot in a booster. Yeah. Putting it one and four doesn't make it much more, you know, um, mythical or, or, like, exciting or no. fun. It makes it more frustrating. Because oh, but then if you open a, a box and you it. get... Well, let's see. How many how many booster packs are in a set draft box, right? 30. Like, 30? Oh, yeah. Sorry, set box, I should say. So, there's... Uh, where, oh, we're there? drafting them, though. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, we absolutely are. <laughs> Uh, You're gonna draft that advertisement card. By, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, so, <laughs> out of every box, you get seven point five. Yes. So we'll just say seven for the point of rounding. Mm-hmm. Um, I guarantee you that your seven pulls from that box on the whole are going to be trash. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's really, like, really I think there's even a rarity <laughs> thing there too. So your Ren and Six is super rare. That's I don't know, but people chase that but, stuff. We know that, and that's the point, yeah. right? Like, cool. We want to put Ren and Six in this product because it's exciting and we want people to chase it. Well, guess what, Wizards? Uh, for the same price, I can still go back and buy, oh, I don't know, Modern Horizons? Yeah. So I'll just chase it out of a box of Modern Horizons then if you're telling me that it's going to be more rare out of these than it is out of a Modern but Horizons Chesh, we're, box. We're, we're, we're magic players has, that are driven by endorphin rushes. <laughs> but, but also has, Modern Horizons still has a lot of value in the actual box Oh, yeah, yeah. And EV not to mention... Because of Urza, etc. Limited so sets, what? Brandon. What an <laughs> yes. absolute home run. It's one of the best ever. It's so Modern, good. Modern Horizons? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a fun draft. I absolutely adore it, and I wish I yeah. could get to, you know, uh, maybe it is time to see if you can get a, I can get a reasonably priced box for now and yeah. just store it for when I want to draft that with friends when they're unattainable. So It, it broke anyway. modern, but it was a hell of a draft. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, as you but say, yeah, Church, like, just be, I mean, as, as a consumer, we can all be a bit more sensible. I think that's the key, but, uh, you know. But we're not. But the problem is that. VIP <laughs> yeah, sold exactly. like crazy. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, Wizards and that's not going to because we'll anything still buy the product like idiots that we are, <laughs> and that's the problem. Yeah. It, the the wizards won't take the feedback because they think they're doing the right thing. Because Hasbro are like push, push, push. You're selling lots of product, great, but the, there's two sides to it. It's not just like people buying the product, and it's not just wizards. I want to really clarify that and say this is not. This absolutely does not feel like a wizards kind of move this mm. is definitely a a you know a parent company move by hasbro and i think that that's we we give wizards a lot of undue shit us being the players yeah um because we're always like wizards this wizards that yeah, yeah. you know what those decisions mostly probably aren't even fucking wizards to yeah. be honest yeah and, um, and, that's, and that's i've got that's that i've got that sense the last few years that um and i mean it, it breaks my heart sometimes when you're just like oh it does mario get to do everything he wants to do creatively 
Hopefully, but there's there's yeah. things he explains. He's like, I can't touch them. <laughs> it's yeah. like I, I mean, yeah, that's it. Like you look at Gav. Gav is Gavin Verhey is like I just you know wanted to get this set out there, and it's like I'm so happy we get to put out this cool set. Yeah, he doesn't control the rarities. He doesn't control no. you know the the final wording on what gets in, included in the different products and stuff. So you can't you can't take a dump on him because it's oh, not no, his no fault. one person. He does. just it's, wants to it's do this a cool lot more set. granular than that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gavin was just a. Oh, Gavin was the guy who made the mystery boosters, right? Yes, yes. yes. Do, no, do you remember no, how no. much like that got shit on when it was first revealed? Which is oh the, yeah, people hated. But that was the most fun draft I've ever had. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I recently rewatched your uh, your 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 draft you had of that, Brandon, and that oh, was it, yeah. I've also opened some trash in that and still been pretty happy, but you uh, hit the stone nuts, I think, on those three packs. <laughs> right. That was, mm. was like, oh, casual man of vault. <laughs> I'll just take that guy. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. Did someone pass your wristic study? Was that what it was? Yes, yes, they died. It was like, I think pretty sure. late, too. Yeah, I was like, okay. I didn't crack That's what we mean, the, the elegant balance between, uh, especially if you're a commander player, you, you can sneakily take a few uh, rare hits, even like even if you don't play them in the uh, in, in the draft. And yeah, when have you never with a cool draft. drafted and been like, oh, I could use this in my commander deck. I'll take this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, I've done it mid-pack and, at, at, oh, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> Um, despite another like quite good playable in my colors, but anyway, um, a lot of that comes back to uh, our our month, uh, Wednesday night draft crew. Just, I mean, like you say, it's sometimes draft just didn't didn't fire sometimes, or or there wasn't enough appetite for a certain set or something. Yeah, what what just evolved out of that? We we ended up getting a bit of a chaos crew going, and uh, we just it became known around the area for the place that does chaos drafts every Wednesday Ooh, night, I and love we did that for a, a solid year or two, and chaos and it went from so that fun. being a rare treat that I I got to do once a year pretty much to we we really got to get to know chaos draft and a lot of people were like oh chaos draft sucks because you just play a what do you call it a um vanilla creatures deck just something really sensible and it's like i don't think that's the case and we've started (laughs) to find a lot of cool strats that work across all sets uh and even there's there's a design element to it that each person had what they were bringing to the table as well and that's always really fun and so they get a bit of an identity for oh you brought oath of the gate watch what are you doing you're just trashing <laughs> right. the whole table or like aether revolt that's a homogenous set oh, what are God, you doing yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny and someone just does it to spite the whole table and then someone <laughs> does the someone does the three master sets and you're like yeah this guy hooked me up yeah. and uh or, and everyone wants to sit next to them or something and then <laughs> someone does a someone does a collector booster just for fun and it's like i, I love that stuff and uh, I, I look forward to doing more of those for sure. But yeah, what we found is like, is it was always a fun one. Spells kind of a very ever, evergreen, I guess. Uh, and depending, you get something like Masters Twenty Five to support some of those things that just don't have the homogenous synergies. You just have good stuff, I guess. Yeah, a lot uh, of artifacts then, too. They just go in every deck. Basically. Yeah, well, I mean, especially if someone's dumping all these Aether Revolt packs on the table. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Uh, but then, then uh, what's the other one? Golgari I've always found really sensible and just really I'd good. Say, yeah, and, and, great yeah, great yeah, Persian. good. Exactly, and you just you just slog it. Uh, a mate of mine did. He's he's done mono red a few times. Just always <laughs> that's yeah, that's hard mode. <laughs> that's so good. Like to 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 pull that off in a, a draft like that. But uh, yeah, I digress. I digress. But uh, yeah, I just I just miss draft. I really do miss, yeah. miss my friends. But we'll get there eventually. But uh, what I was going to ask you a bit more about. I wanted to hear if you had any uh, off the top of your head some some great stories over all your travels uh, of the, of the things you've kind of looked out for. Uh, 
just kind of searching for great magic card collections, those kind of things. Surely you've met some interesting people. Surely you've found some really wacky stuff. Uh, I, I was going to say there's always the fun one. It seems to come up. People like magic cards listing and there's Force of Will, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever. And yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, there's got to be some feel bads there. But this kind of goes in in a weird way to, uh, you know, uh, Sometimes there is some some financial aspect to to looking for collections because it's the hit it's the the kind of that's the treasure trove we're all looking for to to try and find the collection that had some some absolute gems. But you know that's yeah. eluded me. But yeah, tell us biggest, some, any stories you can think of. The one of the biggest ones, like one of my like I did, before I started recording them, uh, I had one where there was a flea market. Uh, up near San Francisco area, the Alameda Toy Fair. It's not around anymore, sadly. But uh, I was just searching things. And I was putting magic cards and this came up and I was like, oh, I mean, that's an hour and a half away from me, but I'll check it out because I don't yeah. have anything else to do as <laughs> the weekend. So I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I went and checked it out and I was looking around for the magic cards and then I find this little booth and there's just a ton of magic cards everywhere. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm guessing this is it. <laughs> and I start going through it and uh, there's other people there going through, and I was going to after this go to Channel Fireball to do, uh, I think, a sealed tournament or something like that. And I had like an hour to look through, and I was like, okay, that's plenty of time to look through and get there. So I'm looking through, and someone's talking to them, and they're saying, "Yeah, this was, I can't remember, it was some like a family member's old collection, and they left it behind. It's like it's like that mythic story <laughs> you always hear about. Uh, that's they what left, you want to hear. Exactly. Yeah, they left it behind, and they told us to sell it, and." They they said we've taken out all of the dual lands, all the high value stuff, and we already sold that to like Card Kingdom. So whatever you find here, like rares, twenty five cents, uh, uncommons ten, and then you know commons, we'll figure it out whatever. So I was like, oh okay, sure, I'm probably won't be anything. So I'm looking through, and I'm seeing uh oh crap, what was it the what's the black white destroy any permanent? Oh, like a, a um um uh other apocalypse. No. Oh, uh, that that one. Oh, vindicate. The, um, vindicate. So I'm looking through, and there's like, like, it's got the tie fighter on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like three vindicates. <laughs> I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, there's actually some. This was like before it like got reprinted into the ground. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll be looking through, and I'm looking through, and eventually I come across an Italian card, and I'm like, this looks familiar, but I don't know what it is, and I'm like, I think this might be a tabernacle. So it was. <laughs> It was a, a tabernacle in Italian, and I paid 25 cents for it because yes. I didn't feel bad because they said, hey, whatever's here, we're just going to get we're just trying to get rid of it because it's just taking up room. So I was like, OK. So I spent like two hours there. Just I missed my tournament. I was like, screw that and got a stack of things for like 60 bucks. And yeah, it was that one was amazing. It was like, OK, I never thought I would see a tabernacle anywhere. And yeah. <laughs> Oh, so good. I think you've, uh, I, was, I was about to say that, that I don't think that, that that is a case of feeling bad whatsoever. They even said Card Kingdom. Yeah, if they the say... Card Kingdom, they said Jewel Lands, it's fine. And I yeah, think I was like, they know their stuff, are... apparently. Yeah, exactly. And you've always, you've always done a, uh, a good job, I feel, of having that kind of moral position about it, too, that you, you consider that even, that you've, I've, I've seen a few of your videos, you're like, no, I've, I don't feel right really screwing someone down on price, because yeah. what's the point? And, and go, here's what's fair. Uh, Chesh and I, we talked to it. Was it Jeff? Um, Chesh. Uh, we're talking about low effort postings on Facebook uh, Marketplace, and you would have seen this too. Because I mean, I think a, a few of your things now are more of the Facebook realm, and Facebook's hilarious because I've Dude. found that 
it's just it's you get everything you get the most low effort postings you've ever seen they can't even use grammar or um (laughs) no one can be bothered it's just like a line of text but they're the ones ultimately you kind of want to find you want to find the good ones sometimes you get an insight into someone's marriage problems and it's really it's it's (laughs) harrowing and real and it's like oh this is yeah but I think we said it's the you know if, if someone's going to put a line of text, um, it's the, the the information is there for them to find. It's it's yeah. fine. We're not going to be there and, and try and take advantage of anyone. But you know, we'll buy. I'm them. not going to price fine. out their cards for them and let them know they have like. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, I'll see what uh, you yeah, got. Like and say, <laughs> it's always been that you're like, oh, I feel you know this is fair. It's we don't need to, especially because what's often there is. You know, quite a few hundred dollars more than what yeah. it's being sold for. You're not sitting there going, uh, sixty dollars, oh, thirty. You know, then try yeah. and really screw it down. And I just try to so. look until I see the value. Then I'm like, I'm done looking. I don't want to. Yeah. Like I, I want to save this for the video. Maybe there's nothing else left out. Maybe there's more good cards. Who knows? So, but we'll find out. And I'll just pay what you asked for right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, absolute joy. And, and then uh, I remember that one of the greatest one was. Uh, I think was it the one place that you found I think a good four or five sets sort of thing from um, that the big flea market and then you did the video oh, of yeah. actually showing what that whole one and that was just awesome that was a lot of fun because that it's, was you showed also what it's about uh, and I find this is important when you're looking for such things have other things you look for and and because otherwise you won't be there disappointed after a whole day of looking around for stuff yeah, you exactly. can't find magic cards <laughs> and I, I look for records but you were you were looking around and you've got an interest in other things so uh, yeah, I've got too yeah. many records already so I had to, I had to stop doing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I even flowed so I might not touch them for a year and then get really back into it or whatever but right. yeah that's uh, we've got we've got an antiques uh, circuit around our place here and I mean we haven't been able to do it for a while but that's always a fun one to go oh, look for prog rock I'm like, any magic cards you know it's, <laughs> oh, okay cool cool so uh yeah it's always fun yeah but, uh, my uh, mom was a big antique uh, like go to antique stores and buy like look for things and stuff and that's probably where i got it from i'm guessing <laughs> exactly uh it's good i mean these days it's i i live in a house now we bought it but i've, I've lived in an apartment for over 10 years and it's we we just never had the space to hoard a bunch of stuff i'll get yeah. like, magic cards or records that was about it so uh, as opposed to the rest of my family, I think it was you know I, I was like no I can't I can't buy all the things I want to and I I, I don't need to live with lots of stuff but um, yeah I mean saying that actually yeah Kate my partner does um, she looks for for a while I was like West German pottery that was a fun one and um, it's it's funny the same principles applied and the same principles actually apply for records too you want you want to find a collection where it was someone who knew what they were doing or like look after them yeah. Um, but it's also sometimes you want them to be you want to feel like you're getting away with something and it's it's funny that yeah i can afford a 30 dollar record i don't mind but it's fun when you get it for 10 or 15 dollars like that's exactly. amazing and it's like that's the rush so yeah I, I i think that's why i've always enjoyed your stuff because it aligns pretty much with it's the hunt that that i enjoy out of magic in a weird way you know it's it's not i can of course i can go buy a booster box but you know <laughs> go and find some stuff that's fine right? that's fine so. and also like there's exactly. plenty of like collection out there they're like oh 500 dollars for this i'm like i can't afford that like i have to keep yeah, that, yeah, like exactly. a certain price point <laughs> and and that that changes the stigma changes too someone goes oh, i heard magic cards are worth something and it's all bulk Dude, and, there's so uh, many people yeah, that do no. that <laughs> or i yeah, pay so. i pay 300 dollars in magic like boosters to get these cards so i want 300 dollars. you're like that's not how exactly. this works exactly <laughs> exactly and and what we've um chesh and i have found too the basketball kind of community a lot of people have got back into it right now uh and all the all the kind of uh the rules are a little bit different these days what's desirable what people go for and we've found that 
yeah, we've got a lot of 90s stuff and that's cool. Oh, there yeah. is some stuff, there's some Jordans, but most no. people are like, oh, my collection, it's so like here, how much, you know, I, I'm looking for so much money from it. It's, <laughs> like, it's only worth $20. I had somebody hit me up recently and they were like, they sent me a couple of pictures. The first picture was a bunch of like damaged Jordans. Like, oh, <laughs> are these worth anything? Like, no, they're damaged. No one wants them. Thrown around like, the playground. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the three constants are edges, uh, corners, and surfacing. If though, if any one of those three are fucked, don't bother. Yeah. Uh, and then he sent me another picture, and he's like, "Oh, what about these? Oh, yeah, just a couple of Kobe Bryant rookies that are worth, you know, a couple of thousand dollars <laughs> that he picked up when Kobe Bryant, like the day, the literal day that Kobe Bryant died, picked them up for like two hundred bucks a pop." Which we're talking which, about moral like, there, but anyway, it's uh, yeah. yeah. And was just like, "Oh, what about these?" And I'm like, "Are you, are you kidding me? Do you?" <laughs> Do you know what they are? And he's like, yeah, they're Kobe Bryant rookies. I just thought that, you know, like, I picked them up the day he died and I thought they might be worth something. Like, yeah, they're worth, like, between three and 5000 each because they're fully graded. <laughs> at, I think one Jeez. of them was a PSA 9 and one's a PSA 8.5 or something. Uh, and I was just like, well, BGS. And I was like, what? What? what how? How? Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's that thing, right? Like... Yeah, I've seen magic collections where people have been asking, like, oh, I want 300 bucks for this. And you look through and it's just like, did you did your cat just piss in here or something? Like, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. oh, I remember an old video. Oh, the mold. The one with the mold in oh. it. Oh. oh, the mold. That the was weird. <laughs> there was some stuff oh, in there. Be like, gross. what have you done? <laughs> right? He was like, oh, it was in my garage and then the garage flooded. So <laughs> it's like all the lower cards are just a big brick of mold. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds me of the uh what's that show chesh the um uh what's that antiques uh ex no that's the company antiques roadshow no i mean that's fun that is fun <laughs> the same principle applies when someone's like this is this is my grandfather's and i think it's worth so much and they just crush their dreams it's worth twenty dollars or conversely oh just someone gave this, this to me it's worth sixty thousand dollars great yeah. um, <laughs> this has been handed down to my family from for generations yeah, yeah exactly and just thought it's it was a fake like, it's a liquor uh, bottle no, that's actually doing? like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly. That, that's not from the ming dynasty it's actually much older and much more expensive. yeah yeah exactly um no the, the one that we get a bit of uh actually quite a lot of american reality tv show here uh tv shows here but the one where they they literally drive around i know, I know it's oh, american produced. pickers that's fine yeah exactly that's the that's the buzz you get the the yeah. american pickers thing and they're like you can just see how excited they are and that's the thing i can look through how produced that and and how set up some of those situations are of course but it's just fun um and i know uh, what's the other one? The storage wars. That's that's come up oh, a few yeah. times. Where <laughs> oh, found some was magic that, cards. You know, it's, mm. that was the one that came up that it was like completely fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I remember yeah. for sure. Yeah, pa- and yeah, Pawn Stars too. Yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Pawn, yeah, one of the guys from Pawn Stars actually got arrested recently. Oh, really? I, I went one, to the Pawn I mean, Stars he, shop. He, oh, really? It's the lamest thing ever. Going <laughs> yeah, it's in Vegas. <laughs> it's <laughs> super lame. <laughs> It's like a museum of uh, just the show, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like half of it. It's the tiniest place. Half of it is like the part you see and the rest is all like gift shop stuff. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's yeah exactly. Oh, that's just right. Yeah, the, the Tiger King thing. It's like, well, we might, yeah. have, we might have to sell some merch now. This is great. And it's like, well, you're not even doing what you originally said out to do. Nope. But yeah, that one, that one in particular, I do. That's the one I feel that, of course, that's so highly produced. It's not funny. And, and yeah. there's... It's all the drama, and it's like, yeah, oh, exactly. I don't want that. I want, I want just looking through old dusty sheds and finding cool stuff, and and then seeing um, the main dude. He loves his Indian motorcycles, and and they dug up someone's, and I think that was quite genuine. They they literally dug up someone's 
yard because there was a rumor of an old Indian motorcycle <laughs> down there crazy. or something. And that stuff's fun. I love that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Okay, so yeah, magic has all these all its different um kind of sides and shades and, and uh that's that's yeah, the game we love and, and uh you know how we get to meet these wonderful people. But that's kind of it that um how that also i was kind of leading to it before but uh, there's there's other things outside of magic of course that you look around for when you're you know trolling through uh, flea markets that kind of thing and um wanted to get into yeah getting to know uh anything that's not covered off on your videos brandon that's uh, about you as a person and um yeah hopefully uh, give a bit of insight into uh what uh, influences lie there? So, as as a profile thing, I used to call these quick fires. They're not quick. <laughs> Am I kidding? They're just great, great, uh, you know, insights into tangents and stuff. We love to just discuss. But uh, pineapple and pizza, Brandon. What's the uh, what's the stance? Love it. Oh my god, you just missed the perfect opportunity to make the best mailman joke ever. I'm so disappointed. What is it? You could have asked him to deliver us some solid answers. Jeez, <laughs> oh, man, you're getting old, wow. Josh. <laughs> I mean, I am a father. Yeah, I know, so. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I'm just, I'm waiting for those. Uh, I can feel those jokes brewing. It's like my, I'm getting into the age. It's like, You're yeah, like trying to hold them down. Thing. No, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woohoo, I made a, I I made a pun, I man. It's <laughs> good. But yeah, so love pineapple and pizza. Oh, love, I'll put it on like pepperoni pizza. I don't care. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Good stuff. <laughs> I don't know if we can be friends. <laughs> oh, we can. Just cut it up and mix <laughs> yeah. in the sauce. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got a pet card you love from Magic. Manatee. Um, and it, it. Yeah. Oh, I love Manatee. That's white oh, counter spell. Just, Come on. Come on. Just get them. Like, exactly. It, like, that's, there's, there's nothing better than getting someone. Like, it's just catching them with their pants down. They're like, what? Like, yeah. Just, my favorite you, you story. Had, you had a counter? My favorite story from that was I was playing uh, with my friends, and uh, it was just me and another guy left, and he was like, okay, uh, tap on my mana, Comet Storm. <laughs> and, or meteor storm, whatever which one it is. I was like, uh, man, tithe. He was like, uh, I'll take one back. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, <laughs> too bad. Man. We're not that good friends. Yeah, we're no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, love man, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, th- I think. I mean, the the mono white uh, deck definitely needs to play it just for the gotcha potential. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's 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 just it's just great. You know, in a, any color that's not blue. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you have someone you would love to, uh, I don't know if you'd prefer to have dinner with someone or, or have a beer with someone, I don't know, um, whatever, but uh, dead or alive, real or fictional, is there someone that you would Ooh. love to just catch up with? I don't know. I don't really like people, so. <laughs> <laughs> One of us. <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel like it would just I be awkward always- for me to see to hang out with someone I don't really know, so <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, I find that too. I mean, I feel like I'm getting better at it as far as uh, just talking to people across the globe, whatever. That's that's fun. Um, but yeah, I think uh, what was it? Uh, Megan said the other week, Chesh. It was she caught us off guard when she said anyone at this stage. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, really good point. <laughs> right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Um, uh, what do we got? Uh, I imagine you've got a few video games up your sleeve as well. Do you have oh, a yeah. uh, video game hall of fame? Uh, like you're kind of maybe best, maybe top three. The best, actually. You <coughs> know what? I want to change this a bit. I want to say, what is your favorite video game cabinet of all time? Ooh, Ooh that's a cool one. I oh, did that. What did I play the most? From I saw a picture of a Tron cabinet earlier yesterday, so I was just like, <laughs> okay, I'll I'll tell you. <laughs> I was like, I want to play that. I'll tell you when I loved as a kid. That was the worst. It was uh oh crap, and I forgot what it's called. I think it was called Time Traveler. 
It was the hologram game. Never heard of it. Oh, cool. Did you guys ever play that one? I'm looking at them. No, no, oh, it was this giant um, white box that had like a little like dome on top. And you had to like bend down just to look in there. But it was all like a hologram. And it was one of oh, those. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah, it's like one yeah. of those uh, full motion video ones. Though, so it was like horrible to control. <laughs> but I would pump so much money into that thing. And oh, it was the worst. But I loved it so much. How good is mocap? It's it's ah uh, it's it's just like some of my favorite remnants from video oh, game history. I love full motion video games. They're the so, worst, but I it's love them. so good. Yeah, exactly. Here's here's something that Sam may or may not remember. Um, <laughs> Brandon, you'll definitely not get this. Don't young shame um, me. You'll get part of this, but uh, I am going to young shame yeah, you because I don't know if you remember Grundy's on the Gold Coast. Uh, hold on, say it again. Gr- Grundy's. Grundy's. I was like, Grundig was a uh, video kind of distribution thing, I think. Or a- no, 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 not no. that. Grundy- Grundy's was a massive uh, entertainment center in Surface Paradise. No, I never went there when so, I was a kid. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Grundy's had um, a full suite of, like, cutting-edge video games, including... Um, have you ever seen the Hydraulic Pods? Mm. They had a, a Robotech oh my Hydraulic God. Pod set. Nice. Right? And you would get in it and you'd be controlling one of those Robotech mechs. What? This place? Yeah, it was a 1v1 fighting game with mechs, basically. And it was on a hydraulic pod. And it was the coolest shit (laughs) ever. (laughs) And I tell you what, I loved the shit out of that game. Not my favorite game, but just thought I'd drop that little bit of like old school nostalgia for us oldie Australians. This deserves a Google image search. There's the the gold coaster which is like a water slidey thing but it's sponsored by Speedo. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Love it. That's so good. I remember going to, um, uh, Chesh, you ever go to Seager World in Sydney? Uh, no, I never got to. I never actually knew about badass. it. Badass! That was that was so crazy to go there. Um, yeah, weird weird place. So uh, yeah, I don't know if, how long that lasted or anything, but yeah, uh, uh, not long. Yeah, I mean, Sega being Sega. So yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of mocap well, I mean, too, have you guys watched the the Netflix doco, um, the video game one? It's kind of like the last dance for video games. Is that the high score one or? Yeah, like yeah. No, I haven't yet. No. It was done really, really well, and that kind of like skips ahead to my uh, my entertaining answer this week. But uh, that one was amazing as far as just seeing the the, the different stages, and then also different themes, I guess, because there's one that just goes right into violence and the controversy of video oh, games yeah. over the years. But they got into uh, Chess. You'll be able to fill me in here. What's I've already forgot the name. Um, there's the mocap game that got launched on the Sega, and was the really crappy one that's in the mansion um oh, i've lost it now um no i don't remember no that's okay oh, it's, it's not it sounds cap. like the title oh, no, night trap. Motion video. night trap yeah. yes it was fm fmv so yeah. it's um uh, yeah the, and how the story behind that is hilarious because yes. it, it they, they explain how the character design of the the enemies were just completely degraded to oh they can't be menacing and they can't be fast and Oh, they can be vampires, though. That's fine. Yeah, right. they're not real. That's the dumbest and game then, ever, too. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, exactly. And then there's there's all these weird things that uh, that did not age very well. Uh, and who it's it's marketed to teenage males and all this crap. And yeah. it's just it's hilarious, but it's 
at the same time really gross. Like you're just like, ah, oh, fine. But they've, I think they've re-released it. And also the way things go now, everyone's into that kind of stuff. They want to dig up all the the, the relics of, of yore. And, 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 oh, yeah. Like all uh, those games you missed can just be downloaded now. So it's like, heck yeah. Yeah, totally. And I mean, and people that weren't even born then, they're like, this yeah. is amazing. This is so cool and weird. And stream it, basically. So, yeah, it's, that's so many strange relics like that. So, yeah, highly recommend that anyway. Check that, that right, documentary so series. It it's really, really good. Uh, next one was um, musically. Do you have an album you could recommend us? Oh, uh, anything lately? Like a newer thing? I mean, I've been listening to David oh, Bowie no, like crazy. Um, so, well, there you go. I was going to say I, I I rarely listen to anything very new. Oh, so, yeah, yeah David Bowie's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually needed that today. Actually, I put some Bowie on because I was like, oh, I don't know. I just need a bit of perspective and had. I've been listening to five years on repeat because it just feels kind of appropriate right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That was um, that's from uh, Ziggy, isn't Ziggy, it? Ziggy, yeah, um, yeah, that's the best. I even saw one I love, and um, uh, like I, I love that part of Bowie that everyone's got different perspectives and, and different favorite parts. I guess like mm-hmm. Chesh was telling me about the it's industrial stuff um, yep. from like is it nineties well, crossover nine inch nails era? Yeah, and everyone oh, forgets yeah. that. His uh, was like, it? yeah, that started with like Heart's Filthy Lesson, basically, and like I'm afraid of yeah, Americans when it went in from there. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, Earthling was a really good, a really good album. It actually, I, I actually want to say that it, it basically started with um, Outside because Outside had a lot of like weird industrial theme to it, mm. um, and just kind of went on from there. And it was just a really, really. Like, I do strongly suggest giving it a listen if you like, you know, yeah. Inch Nails. And I, I think that's it. Just heavy, like, weird, dark vibes off it. I feel like there's any, there's any point in Bowie's career, and just go uh, inject into that point, and just like try and understand what's going on in the times, because there's so many different factors when and influences. But I remember we had the David Bowie exhibition in Melbourne, and I was so feel so grateful I got to see that. And it's all these uh, all these costumes and and um, kind of his influences and things like looking at sheet music. But there's so many things that kind of just went into what he was inspired by, but. It was, it was so far beyond music a lot of the time. It was opera. I mean, well, that's it too. But it was stage. It was uh, it was visual art. It was everything. And and that, when I'm in doubt, I guess, I mean, I do a relatively creative thing for my job, but it's when I'm in doubt, it's just like he found a way to be inspired by absolutely everything. No, he's a bit theatrical. And, and try- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, I mean, the, I, I love the andro- androgynous kind of elements to it as, as well. It's like his, his exploration of characters uh, I think is amazing. One of the best things I ever saw uh, in that, it always sticks with me, that he would he would just plug words into a random word generator kind of thing or like a, a randomizer. So you you random, uh, randomize, find some words, and then just randomize the order until he found something that depicted something. <laughs> so he made a character called the top because it, and he just imagined this like big suit and top hat and everything. And just like it, he's, he's just mine was going at a different pace. And you're like, that's, that's super cool. So creativity is a, a, a fleeting thing. I find that's really hard to kind of capture and, and, you know, even though it's meant to be part of my job, I, I never feel creative. And it's like, I, I just, <laughs> I think it's truly hard to do. It's, it's really, you've got to be really bold and, and kind of let go of a lot of things. And, and that's kind of the best way to think of it. So yeah. Oh, infinite stuff with Bowie for sure. So it's hard um, to take chances though. It feels like sometimes you're a creator. Cause you're like, well, if you put yourself out there is. and no one cares, <laughs> that's absolutely mm-hmm. the case. Cause a lot of my stuff's commercial 
uh, it was for the property world. And it's like, well, you know, do, do the clients really want that? Yeah, <laughs> right. You guys want to take a chance? bold no? and visionary. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They'd be like, no, no, the, the client, the uh, our competitor's doing this, so we want this. Like, that's fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you find your, you, you find your creative uh, creativity in other places, I guess. And uh, sometimes for me it's magic. It's, it's funnily enough, it's, you know, making weird stuff happen there. So... It all relates back, but yeah, for sure. Um, best magic art. Ooh. Speaking of art, man, I mean, Seb's been killing it lately. Oh yeah, oh yeah, his stuff's amazing. Just uh, trying to think. Of, oh, you know what? The art I love is because uh, it creeps me out so much. Is Mind Thrall from <laughs> Fallen Empires? Oh, and it's his, oh, great set. <laughs> God, that thing, that art has like, since I saw it first when I was a kid, has like always creeped me out and has always stuck with me. So, I mean, that's how you, you know, say great art is. It sticks with you for the rest of your life. I'd say mind, exactly. mind step for all. That's what it is. Yeah. Mindset for all. Oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. like, you know. That feels like a Dark Crystal character. Yeah, I was say that's like some Silent Hill stuff there or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, out. exactly. <laughs> Far out. Oh, this anything Thrall related is actually pretty yeah, darn disturbing. They're a weird race. Whew. There's a cool one that came up actually that I've I've been meaning to chuck this in the deck and see how it rolls. But Thrall Wizard was it? Yeah, it was Fallen Empires. They must have a lot of Thralls and yeah. That's, I think that was the whole storyline. Is like the Thralls were trying to take over or something like that. And they're terrifying. They're usually like they're, they're half skull things just morphed and ugh. Anyway, but yeah, Thrall Wizards, two in a black, summon oh, Thrall. Oh, yeah, that one. I remember that. One, one, and it's like one in a black counters a target black spell if caster of target spell does not play an additional black or three. Play oh. it as an interrupt. I love when black gets counter I, spells. <laughs> yeah, I love random counter spells like that. It's great fun. So, yeah, I've been meaning to give that a go anyway. Um, good fun. Uh, got a movie to recommend us. Uh, can be old, can be new. Uh, I don't know about recommend, but I did just wa- last night watch the original Dune. Oh my god! Oh, so for the first yeah, time, the other week. Yeah, that's an experience. Oh god, Ooh, right? That is an experience. I was like, I've never seen Far this. Let me watch it. I was like, oh wow, I need a, I need a wiki uh, next to me for this because it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Because some of the audio, uh, audio is hard to make out as well. Yeah. Like, what? What did they say? And, and yeah, exactly. Um, well, I had captions the... on because I was like, I'm not going to know like what any of these words they're saying are like any of these names. Uh, yeah, it that, does that Tolkien thing that it's it's like hitting you across the side of the face. Like, are you paying attention? You yeah, know, you know these guys. I'm you like, know, no, you know all no, these no, places no, no, no. we're bringing up for the first time. Like, no, I do not. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, in a way, I've talked about the concept of jumping into a uh, season of a show like wait, like really far along the track, and it forces you to be in a state of paying attention. Yeah, which I kind of find quite stimulating because you've you're paying cat uh, playing catch up when you don't even mean to be. Uh, this one was that on another level that I was yeah. like, I will pause, pause. And there's so much going on. Um, but yeah, that's, Hey, it's David Lynch. It's, uh, doing crazy stuff. Um, See, but like the yeah, thing with, uh, like jumping into the middle of the show and you're like, Oh, I got to catch up. Like there's like nuance and stuff. And like, they fleshed it out <laughs> in the Dune movie. It's like, they, they just cut so much stuff. I'm guessing. Cause it just jumps everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, these two characters are together now. They have kids. Apparently. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> It was probably a ten-hour movie at some stage. Yeah, right. It's like, no, this is this is going to be an epic. It's like, no, we can't do that. No, it's no, no, work. no. Um, no one will watch this. Forgot, oh, soundtrack by the rock band Toto. <laughs> right, yeah. I saw that. Oh, I was like, seriously, Brian Eno. Brian Eno's a theme. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, love Brian Eno. But <laughs> oh. yeah, I forgot I had um Kyle McLaughlin the uh, the main. He was good in it. Twin Peaks as well. Yeah, totally, totally. 
But yeah, we um, oh, Kate and I, my, my partner, we watched it, and she's like, "This, I don't know how I feel about this. This yeah, is right? actually strikingly disturbing in a lot of parts too." Um, that flight was, navigator yeah. thing, yeah, that thing's yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's it's definitely visionary. I've also, I think the whole thing you probably had, had the same thing that people have been telling me to watch it for years, and I'm a massive sci-fi fan, of course, and right? I just never got around to it and gave it a good showing, and I was like, whoa. Whoa, okay. And, like, it is it is a cult hit, of course. Yeah. So. There's a reason people like and it, but I'm, I don't know if I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might take some time, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and I can appreciate I mean, it. We talk about <laughs> Exactly. And I think that's it. It was not – It's there's nothing – I know it's a book and everything, but even a David Lynch vision of it, it's – you you just go. That's creativity. Yeah, like they are. They're doing stuff that no one else is doing, and that's the point, I guess. Yeah. It's you know, like they said, they're taking a sci-fi. chance, and maybe not everyone yeah. likes it. <laughs> yeah, they're bold, and so, some people are gonna hate it, and that's yeah, fine. Like, so, yeah, <laughs> that's good. I think, and I think that's it. That's the in the very nature of our recommend a movie kind of thing. Anyway, it's like well, it doesn't have to appeal to everyone. Nope. That's the fun thing. It <laughs> makes a conversation. So yeah. Uh, across across all your uh, forays into magic cards and uh, games and, and things, and you would have seen a few of these cards pop up along the way. But uh, do you have anything to do with the game or with Pokemon at all? No, I sadly never got into Pokemon. Do you? Would you? Would you be able to say what you were in a? Would you know a Pokemon if it uh, were to depict you? Uh, I would not. If you guys want to pick for me, <laughs> mm, chess, you have one. No, no. Nah. Is there <laughs> a <laughs> a hoarding Pokemon? Oh, sure. There's, I mean, there yeah, probably is, but uh... <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a fun crossover. It's, I mean, I don't know much about Pokemon, but there's there's a few go. Ah, yeah, maybe that's that's kind of uh, you know something I always fond with. But it's it's a kid thing too. I mean, like as in when I was growing up, it was there too. So. Like I wish because there's uh, like a ton of Pokemon cards out there that I always see, and I'm like, I don't know anything about these. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, maybe could you know get versed up on it the price. It has a little stuff. symbol that says first edition. Oh, and it doesn't look horribly plastic. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> yeah, and that's crazy to me. There's like tons of counterfeit Pokemon cards. There's shit yeah. counterfeits. Yeah. Like it's you really have to know what you're looking for. That's true. Um, down to like the glossiness of the card, yeah. the colors that have been used, the palette, the where the card has shifted. Um, sometimes on the print, um, having a look at, uh, not, not unlike magic, to be honest, but you don't have the rosettes in the background, so you can't really tell. Um, but like paying attention to the lettering and how the lettering looks, um, the copyrights on the bottom of the card. I I usually just say to people until, you know, Mm. don't. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) And there's also like just fake packs at flea markets all the time. I'm like, these don't even look close to real. And they say like yeah. Pacomon or something. Yeah, it's just, and they're yeah, like in it's, cardboard little things. I, You're like, what? I forgot that whole factor that Pokemon was such a huge thing at school. And uh, that was the first the thing to get still... so counterfeited. And yeah. that's a yeah. massive factor. It still gets counterfeited. That's what amazes me. Mm. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of focus on it. And that's the thing. I mean, we've seen a lot of there's been, you know, the sky has, is falling in magic when people are worrying about jewel lands and stuff like that that... The badge comes in, I guess that that helps things. But I don't know. I'm I'm still surprised we don't see more of that happening in Magic. Yeah, that's what. I, that's why I was so it, pr- surprised that like there's so many counterfeit. Like there's are there are counterfeit Magic cards, but you don't see them as prevalent as like Pokemon ones. Yeah, and maybe they're so good we don't know about that. I guess, yeah, but who knows? Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, um, so a good one Ed, to kind of uh, bookend it a little bit, I guess. Uh, in just a few words, what does Magic mean to you, Brandon? Uh, just 
joy, like so much joy mm. of like being with people and like a, just a great way to bring people together for like a common interest. Yeah. And I think that's why we always need paper magic. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going anywhere. And I'm, I'm you know, I can say that I, pr- I think pretty confidently when the formats like Commander and the, the kind of the best performing, um, and especially like this day and age that I'm surprised Commander went so well as, you know, we talked a bit a little bit about it, but it's Commander went from being the harder one to pull off in a pandemic uh, to right. the communities getting together and go, hey, how do we do this? Uh, webcam it. And right. I thought it'd be an awful idea and it wouldn't feel right. And it's like, nope, you get, you're connected with your friends and it's 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 going to have to do at the moment and it's perfectly fine as far as we can get our fix and we can get more involved with people that we usually wouldn't play with. So, yeah. And it's crazy that's sure. the, kind of the only one doing it. Like no one's really doing modern or standard or anything like through webcam. It's just all commanders seems like totally and that that surprised me too yeah. that uh i mean I, I guess people have got their competitive fix a little bit more out of uh the historic the sta- i think a lot of people slag standard for a little while i was just yeah, playing oh, seagulls yeah, and just having a bit of fun against zero and that was like great uh, <laughs> but i didn't care too much but that's kind of it I, and i guess because of what which virtues those those formats kind of live and die off that if you want pure, clean, competitive, yeah, for fine arena, maybe does work or MTGO if you're doing that. But um, yeah, when it when it came down to it, it's like, well, which one do you need some human in- interaction with? And it was just amazing. People figured that out, and and it kind of it adapted very quickly. So um, yeah, I mean, bigger bigger topics there as well. That uh, where do you see kind of magic going forward from now, and and your kind of role in it as well? Um, ooh, I mean. I feel like they're just going to get crazier and crazier with these collectors boosters and all these different things and just so many sets, right? Like, mm. I mean, what do we still have? What the commander's legends or do we have commander's boxes or just commander's legends? We've got commander legends. We've got two commander sets coming out for Zendikar, which seems yeah. to be the norm now as well. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's, I think maybe we're going to have to get to a point of uh, kind of, product saturation yeah oh yeah definitely i think we might already just be there, like, well but. you may need to back off because it does make things feel a lot less special yeah definitely. yeah that it's if they're all just coming in at once you can't have a product every month like that i understand like maybe in digital you can or something but having on paper it's just it's very yeah. bad for the game so I'm hoping that like there is the capacity to work in the other direction there and just slow things down a little bit or even just keep maybe this is as far as it needs to go and no no quicker than this because it's just it's just getting a little bit much that yeah exactly that people are just going to start to tune out a little bit too they'll skip a few sets and and maybe each one does you know not as well each time or something not every set has to be for every person like i mean some can just be for you know commander players and just maybe focus on limited or something like that like was it the yeah the time shifted the time like that's probably just going to be for limited stuff and modern basically yeah that's going to be a time yeah what did oh cheshire was saying how cool would it be if we got a commander set out of that time tomorrow oh that'd be crazy kind of fun (laughs) yeah love that love that so um yeah cool cool anything else you want to touch on uh before we move on uh i mean magic wise or anything before we move on to if we've got anything to talk about entertaining wise chesh uh obviously i think i was talking about the boys last oh yeah Yeah. uh, episode four today yeah nice yes I watched it last night. It's very yes. good. Um, there is a new uh, show. Let me just find the name. Race by Wolves. 
Uh, looks really cool. I'm going to be checking that out. Uh, so we'll be able to talk about that next week. Um, but yeah, basically, it looks like an android steals a whole bunch of um, human eggs, basically, uh, and then raises the humans as the android's own children. Oh, wow. Okay. To protect them, basically. Uh, but then the humans arrive on the planet. I think it might be Mars or something. Um, but then the humans arrive and they're like, give us back our children. And the android's like, nah, fuck off, guys. <laughs> like, you fucked up your own planet. These these people are mine. You can just, like, yeah. fuck off and go home. So it opens up those debates so, and themes of, uh, yeah, who's raised by who and yeah. what actually well, means. Well, the android's teaching the children that um, humans basically destroyed Earth yeah. and made it uninhabitable. Um, but I have a feeling it's going to turn out to be, surprise, surprise, as per the name, it's going to be turned out <laughs> that the android is the one who actually fucked up Oh, they up gave the it away right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Raised by wolves. <laughs> I just, I just got some uh, Planet of the Apes like flashbacks in. Have you guys played <laughs> uh, but Horizon I'm- Zero Dawn? Mm-hmm. I haven't. My brother-in-law loves that. Oh game, yeah, though. it's a, it's a very um, good game. It gives me that kind of show. Kind of gives me vibes of that. So yeah, I can imagine for sure. Yeah, right. I was going to say, is there a big reveal there? It's like ah, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Statue of Liberty just popped up. Yeah. Although since you bring up games, what I have been doing is a lot of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, oh nice, nice. About that. Sweet, yeah, sweet, which has the the, the awesome soundtrack in it, mm-hmm. um, and I've been jamming that like nobody's business. I forgot it it's got been so many Hawks Pro Skate two soundtrack too. I didn't realize yeah. that yeah. point initially. So you got your Gorilla Radio, and yeah, exactly. Nice. So how's that felt anyway? I mean, it's it seems re- nostalgic. Reviewed really well. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Um, look, it it's absolutely the controls have been updated. Uh, so no, I should preface this by saying. With any old game on an old system, if you go back and try and play that game, you find that you can't, mm. that it just feels really hard to play yeah. the game because you can't pull off Your memory tricks. is much it's better not, of that game the than fact it should that, be, probably. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's the morrowind thing for sure. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, there's actually two factors. So first one is memory. Yep. So we, we put it on a higher pedestal because it was a good time. We had so much fun playing it. I played on um, a, a also, Nintendo 64 controller. I was like, that's, okay, well, that's you're not just great. Crazy. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. Um, but the other part is where we don't, we don't take into account the fact that because technology upgrades, um, our reflexes and stuff actually get faster than the old systems. Yeah. We always think that it's going back to the old system is harder, that everything is easier now. It's actually not the case. It's the reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that the human physiology works when you're learning and stuff is that your learning has blown past that old that old input. Um, and the lag time on that input versus lag time on consoles now is completely different um, because you, you were your brain is racing. Exactly. Your brain is racing at like 50 times the speed. You're saying is I'm too good years ago. old cars. Yes. Yes. I, no. That is absolutely. No. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. So when you're playing the new one, you're spamming inputs um, and it's like, what? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're actually having a better time now um, than you would have trying to go back to that old system. Yeah. Um, and and I've actually tried this with a couple of games as well, so I know this is 100 percent the case. Because <laughs> trust me, if there's anything a blind man knows how to do, it's it's science. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I, I jammed out, like, a couple of good, you know, um, 150,000 combos. Hey. Uh, so I've been smashing through The realistic basically. stuff, grinds and power hey, lines, yeah. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> grind, grinding power lines and, you know, going back to the old ways of, like, I walked into the shops the other day and I looked up at uh, 
up at some stairs. And yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, you never turn that skater vision off. So I got into skating in like grade six because of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and it became a huge part of my life. It was really weird. It, but yeah, you never lo- lose that. I don't I don't jump downstairs anymore, but it's you look at places, you know, oh, that was that's a, uh, a funny byproduct of some architectural design that's just coincidentally a great skate spot. And I think, yeah, I think I started skating in 1988. Yeah, cool. It would have been. Um, and that would have been like back in the time when, you know, a lot of the boards around Australia, you couldn't, you couldn't get a lot of the US boards. So they had, we had what's called a pirate deck. Yeah. Um, which was a deck that was designed based off like the US designs. Um, and then we had like Nachi bearings and cockroach wheels oh, yeah, yeah. and, you know, basically making our own like special grip tape. Um, so you'd basically buy the grip tape in bulk and then you'd cut it up. So you like, you know, striping on your boards and flames and stuff like that. It was like a lot of DIY culture. And and that's, yeah. that's, I always miss skating culture for that. That it was, I made the comparison before. It was also more team culture than I've ever felt in a team sport. I it's strange. Just like, that and, I would have been like 10. That's, that's like 32 years. And there's art and music <laughs> around there too. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a long time. Life, man, life. An old man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, you've been playing anything or watching anything in particular? Uh, have you guys played the Final Fantasy remake? No, so good. no, no. I I feel like I haven't done my due diligence. I've played some of the SNES ones. Oh, little, yeah, I, like, but I know. I have only played, I think, 10 and 7 when they first came out. And I didn't think I was going to like this one, but it's way yeah. better than I thought it was going to be. And it looks amazing. Oh, good, good. Yeah, nice. And I think that's it too. Like if you can look at something like that and go, whoa, I don't actually need 17 games or whatever it is of, of uh, like lore and things like yeah. that. You can kind of just get a taste for it. Maybe read some wikis if you need to, but jump straight into it. But I remember the movie is actually pretty, I mean, which one was that? Advent Children? Oh, that thing, yeah. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed that. It looked beautiful. Like, I, don't know. I just didn't know what was going on yeah, half the well, time. That's, <laughs> well, great. no, it neither. Just, but yeah. I was like, this is impressive. So, yeah, that's how I know who Sephiroth is. But, <laughs> there yeah, that's a bad hit. <laughs> Uh, do you want to know a secret yeah i've only ever played one final fantasy game and it was one on the ps vita really it was on the vita and it was yep. uh which one was that uh did that do I one of the old no ones kind of called. um i guess no no it was or anything? specific i believe it was specific for the vita okay um and it wasn't it didn't feel apparently it didn't feel much like a normal final fantasy game was it a uh, chocobo racing <laughs> No, no, that sounds. Chocobo Mystery Dungeon. All I thought was like, oh, smaller console, uh, side game. Yeah, and then I was like, I remember seeing a Chocobo Racing one. Yeah, that existed. I my whim was correct. Chocobo Racing. Oh, the relic of. I love that. It was the PSP. Yeah, I I had some cool stuff on PSP. I remember actually. Was it Final um, Fantasy Core Crisis? Yes. Yes. That's the prequel to Final Fantasy VII. Cool. I really enjoyed it. So sevens the P uh, the PlayStation ones the just the greatest of all time basically that they, they yeah that was about. like the huge one that like kind of yeah like, and it had it was on like four or five discs or yeah. something <laughs> back in that yeah that was awesome I remember that yeah go to a friend's place I'm like I have no idea what's going on this is great nope, but look at those graphics so that was um, <laughs> exactly so pulling up Chocobo Racing as well that that was uh, PlayStation one but that was the great time when everything just got uh, a successful franchise just got absolutely condensed into a racing sim. <laughs> right. Uh, not, I say sim, not even a sim. It's just a kart game. Yeah. <laughs> everything Kong, became a kart Crash game. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. 
Also, I did really enjoy Diddy Kong and uh, my wife still gives me crap about it. She's like, that's what you're talking about. Mario Kart is so far superior. I'm like, Diddy Kong was amazing. There's so much content in there and like charm and that's actually pretty cool. She's like, no, it sucks. It's like, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, as she runs over banana on uh, Mario Kart and presses the B, I think it is to, uh, you, you avoid spinning out and uh, it always like Yoshi does a little exclamation mark just to swagger so all right you know what you're doing right. <laughs> it's great yeah uh, good times but yeah no it's um overall i think that's been a lot of fun brandon um won't keep you too long if, i don't know what time it is it's probably getting late on in the night <laughs> oh yeah, that's okay then. yeah i've i've been moving around time zones awesome know, awesome right. so we're we're nearing kind of lunchtime oh, here okay. and Perfect. i think chesh and i have a stream to get to pretty soon anyway i'm gonna see if my uh my crappy phone setup works on spell table because my camera didn't get here in time and i may have to gracefully drop out of that edh game if it doesn't oh. which will Oh, well, whatever. We'll find out. But most importantly, I'd love to catch up with you very soon, especially once I, I get an even better setup uh, with my camera coming here and we'll actually play some Paper I'm Magic if you're keen. And, yeah, just just throw yeah, some yeah, jank right. and just, you know, just just shoot it. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 been awesome, Brandon. Like I say, I hope that didn't sound too weird, but I had I, I, you were one of the highlights actually to speak to of all the people we wanted to get on the pop- podcast. Right, shut it down. And, podcast uh, over. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, done, <laughs> done. Exactly. Uh, bucket list. Long con. But- is like, sure. He's like, yeah, we can make that happen. Sweet. So, um, no, thank you. Thank you so much for, oh, for hanging you. out with us and uh, hope we can continue. And, yeah, just just yeah, kind of all support each other in this uh, these weird right. times and, and kind of keep as positive as possible and, and keep paper magic alive. So, yes. yeah. Exactly. So, uh, where can the people find you, uh, Brandon? Uh, you can find me on well, Twitter sometimes. I kind of deleted it off my phone, but uh, <laughs> at Booster <laughs> underscore Tutor. Uh, I'm on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Booster Tutor. And that's about it. On YouTube, just search for Booster Tutor. Yeah. I'm there. Exactly. And and that's the thing, too. I think uh, the joy of your videos, too, They, I, I think we've talked a few times about how getting stuck in the whole cycle of content creation and and how wild things can be and you can sometimes or you can you can't see outside of your own little scope you're just like far it's all a bit too much yeah. uh everything has to be new 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 go back and watch booster shooter videos from years ago it's so much fun and it's just like that stuff's evergreen for sure the one with the mold on it like (laughs) it's it's just legendary content and like i i still watch some of those now it's just like oh just something fun it's like what's in what's in the box and then you hope you're going to get something like that in in australia which we probably won't but uh (laughs) give us hope to scale not the mold obviously yeah exactly what was that chesh no no you don't want obviously I kind of like. I remember that, that point. You just like. I can't even. I have to step away. Yeah, that <laughs> it's I, just too I'll, much. I might get sick. My doctor probably talked to me about it in the future or something. We have around mold yeah, exactly. or something. Yeah, the cursed box. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Chesh, where can the people find you? Uh, let's see if I can get it right this time. <laughs> um, so you can find me. Uh, Cheshire plays games on Twitch.tv. Uh, you can find me on YouTube.com forward slash Cheshire plays games. And you can find me on Twitter at Cheshire Players. Nice. Um, and you can. F- oh, and yeah. obviously articles at puremtgo.com. And if anyone is remotely interested in the basketball content Chesh has been doing, hit up Chesh Breaks. You'll you'll know where to find him. It's good fun. Yeah, just everywhere. Exactly. Chesh you can find me at Pass the Jam Sam on the Twitters and also on the Instagrams. But get in touch with the podcast at. Uh, what is it? the website is cmdrcrunch.fireside.com twitter at cmdr underscore crunch uh, yeah what? isn't it isn't it fireside.fm 
Oh my god, I've had that wrong the whole time. This is me being lazy too. I can t- I can totally get a domain name too, and I probably should. Uh, oh well, I might do that this week actually, and we can be official because it's I, I know it's not that hard to be official. With that stuff you just pay twenty dollars yeah. a domain name, so I'll hook that up. But yes, it is cmdrcrunch.fireside.fm because it's kind of like a radio station. More importantly, if you're listening to it, you've found it somewhere else wherever suits your podcasts anyway, which is the way to do it. Um, you know. Podcast Attic, uh, Spotify, all those, you know, you basically find it on all the systems. That's fine. Uh, we're at Instagram on Instagram at CMDR Crunch. Uh, and then send any questions, feedback, just give us a holler at uh, CMDR Crunch Podcast at gmail.com uh, with the email. So, yeah, as I said, it's been an awesome time. Um, love to catch up again and most importantly, just play some some uh, paper magic but uh you know always connecting the dots across the world and uh you know just keep having fun in the game we love so yeah exactly i've been sam uh, i i've been jeff and this is a thing okay we've been joined by yeah i guess i'm just making it a thing yeah and uh, of course we've been joined by brandon but uh anyone everyone got a, a piece of advice to sign off with don't don't <laughs> go chasing waterfalls <laughs> Uh, I was waiting for breaking my heart. Exactly. Um, no, that'll be next week. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say play thralls in your deck. Oh, there you go. They're, um, they're cool. Wear a damn mask. Wear your damn mask, people. <laughs> Seriously, mask. if if stubborn Australians can do it, I mean Victorians actually, the rest of Australia is laughing at us going, oh, look, you're really taking this thing a bit too seriously. Coffee you? Really reacting. Yeah, it's so. like... Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, yeah, just I'm looking forward to the time very soon that I actually might be able to go to a regional um, centre, like town, and wear a mask, maybe some gloves if I need to, but draft in person. And that's actually nearing me in the next month maybe. So we'll see. I'll be cautious with it. But, yeah, Um, yeah, don't don't be morons, people. Wear a mask. I just want to go out to some fucking markets. (laughs) What? I want to go to some markets. Yeah, oh, exactly. We, we we need to uh, we need to look for some some secret buys. So yeah, awesome. Take care, folks. Bye. 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 Bye.